I'm Jana Jarvis, Realtor with Keller Williams Elevate in Strongsville, Ohio, and this is the BizFire Business Spotlight. Welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight, where we are putting amazing small businesses into the spotlight, giving them a chance to share their story. I'm your host, Jim Cermak. I am honored that you are here listening and joining us today to learn more about these amazing small businesses. You know, have you ever considered that realtors are also small businesses? You know, they are their own independent business owner, and you may know a realtor but I can guarantee you've never met one like my guest. You know, Janet Jarvis, I want to introduce her to you. She has been in real estate for 20 years, including 10 in mortgage lending and 10 as a licensed residential realtor. She has worked for Keller Williams for the last five years. She is passionate and she definitely puts the real in realtor. She tells it like it is. This is the kind of person you want to get to know. So I want to introduce Janet Welcome to the BizFire Business Spotlight and say hello to all the listeners. Hi, everybody. Jim, thank you so much for the opportunity. The pleasure is all mine. I just can't thank you enough for this forum and this opportunity for what you're doing to come from contribution to, to build up the small business, business community. I appreciate it so much. Oh my gosh, it's it's my pleasure. I uh, I was a small business owner many years. I have a, I know a lot of them, and a lot of them are struggling. A lot of them are struggling right now. You know, for anyone listening, far off in the future, we're still in the middle of the lockdown of 2020, and uh, uh, it is just it's a tough time for small businesses. So this is a way to really let them shine, let them tell their story in, in a really cool, unique way. I hope, at least I hope so. And, and I'm really excited to learn more about you and what makes you special. So let, let's start back at the beginning, not all the way at the beginning, but let's start back at you know, how, how and why did you get into the real estate field? Well, as much as I have a sense that there really are no accidents. Uh, I really kind of fell into real estate sales by accident. Um, I, again, I had spent 10 years in mortgage lending. And then of course, we all know ha- what happened to that sector, 05, 06, 07. I couldn't find a job and I was left to support myself. I did a lot of temping. I bought my house uh, 16 years ago, nine months after I bought my house, I lost my job. And so I've, I started tap dancing pretty quickly uh, just to be able to make the mortgage. And for years, friends had told me, well-meaning friends had told me, you really need to go get your real estate license. You've, just, you've done everything at the lending level except as an actual loan officer. I was an underwriter, a processor, did auditing, a lot of QA, post-closing, you name it. I had done it all. So I, I did understand the banking piece uh, in, in the, in the real estate process. But if I can tell you a little secret, I just never had a whole lot of use for salespeople. Um, (laughs) they all had an agenda. They were insincere. They were phony. I just had such a disdain for the whole notion. It's, I just, I'm not a salesperson. I just, I would like to sleep at night. I just, that's just not me. And more and more doors just led to that. And I found myself back in touch via Facebook with an old friend, uh, a high school classmate who 
he and his sister had a real estate team and they were looking for some support in the way of a virtual assistant. Um, neither one had the, the time nor necessarily the, the investment of time for that creative bent to be able to enhance their web presence, build it, build a following. Um, I wrote a newsletter for them, did a lot of uh, creative things that way so they could concentrate on sales, which were very tough at the time. This was 2010. And more and more, again, I'd known him forever. So he came at it like I had a brain in my head. But the key was the two of them were so gracious had been were incredibly respectful of me they they asked my opinion about different things out of curiosity as it related to their sales about things that they needed to do and how to market and that kind of thing because i i was i was unjaded i was just the average homeowner and what would i want to see and how do i want to package it and i'll be very real and as long as they were paying me i was going to do the best I could and give them as much uh, support as I could and, and be very honest with them. And it just, the relationship just flourished. And in the case of the brother that I've known forever, he was carrying two jobs at the time and he had a project that he had to do uh, for his, for real estate, for his brokerage. Uh, and it was time sensitive and he needed some support with it and he was on the road a lot so he asked if i could help him out and i said fine you know if your funeral i mean i was very <laughs> very little intimidates me um but again this is somebody who'd been very good to me and i didn't want to disappoint him i didn't want to put him in a situation you know where it was going to hurt his business so he sent me his files i started looking everything over and it was like the angels sang. I'm looking at all this material going, I know this. I know this. This is what I was afraid of. I've been doing this for years. And I had a few weeks to, to get all of this done for him. He did give me a, a sufficient window to do the work. And I got it all done in a day. <laughs> wow. so, he, so he emailed and he said, so... Uh, when are you going to sit for the real estate exam? And I just said, oh, uh, you know, I don't have $12 in disposable cash to put toward a real estate license. And at the time, uh, the classes were 1200 So I spoke to my mom that night and told her that I just felt like I had had an epiphany, like, like a door opened. Um, and I have no sixth sense, any kind of spiritual acumen that way, but it was just so profound. I just couldn't shake it. And I was talking to my mom and she said, I'll, I'll front your real estate school. You know, that's fine. I, I'm happy to help you. Well, again, this had been going on for a while. And, and my mom, who was 81 at the time, long into her golden years, the last thing she needed to be doing was supporting me long out of her house, long on my own with my own responsibilities. I, she shouldn't have to support me in that way. And so I politely declined, thanked her, hung up and said a little prayer just i just thought that that was important it's important in my life and i just remember thinking just god show her something special just show her something for just being so faithful well depending on your view of that about a week and a half later he did 
when she won a $10,000 jackpot at a casino in Seneca, Allegheny in New York. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Phone rang. I was home. And I looked on the caller ID and it, it was my sister's phone as she'd gone with my sister and brother-in-law. And I was like, all I could think was, well, something really bad happened to her or she won. Got on the phone. It was her. Okay, she won. And we got to talking and she said, I've been winning. You have? I, I've been winning. Really? I hit a jackpot. Did you? Guess how much I won. Smart Alec that I am, I just started laughing and said, $10,000. Crickets. She says, you're right. I'm calling to see if you still want to go to real estate school. Let me do this for you. All of a sudden, I'm the one who can barely oh. speak. So for good or bad, it was just meant to be. And she said, pay me out of your first commission, which I did. Nice. And about two weeks later, I was in real estate school and 31 days after that, I passed my exam. <laughs> and here we are 10 years later. <laughs> wow, what a story. Well, I, I was getting goosebumps there. That was amazing. Yeah, oh it was gosh. meant to be. Yeah. And, and anyone listening uh, who has been through something, you, you know, you know, sometimes when the stars align or God is shine, shining a light and making a path or whatever you want to believe that things do happen for a reason. And, uh, and a lot of times it's when you make that step, you take that first step and things just start to happen. But it, if you never make that first step, it's like, okay, well, you, you're not really serious about making this change, but that's amazing, an amazing story of getting in. Uh, wow, wow, that's, that's just awesome. And, and all the right support, all the right support from friends, uh, from uh, people that you're working with who are giving you opportunities that you're like, I don't deserve these opportunities. You don't, do you know what you're doing? Do you know who I am? <laughs> but they knew who you were and that's the, and that's the beauty of it all. So, so mom made it happen. Mom made it happen. God bless her. That's awesome. So you said uh, a couple things, you know, early on, and, and I want to get into what is it like dealing with you on, as far as real estate and realtor. But before we get to that, you mentioned your strong 10 years in mortgage lending. Obviously, a lot of realtors don't have anywhere near that, don't understand the whole mortgage lending business. How does that make you different? How does that give you an advantage for your customers? Why, why is that important to them? The one thing that I want my clients to understand over and above anything else is that I will not waste their time. I want them to know what alliances they need to be pursuing I always, at least in the lending piece and, and with other allied vendors, um, they always have at least three people to choose from. If they come to me today and say, Janet, I want to get pre-approved, but I don't have a lender. Who do you know? Uh, my responsibility is to give them three names at a minimum. Um, I want them to feel empowered. Um, I, I can't be playing favorites, but I only refer lenders to them and, and other trades to them. I would only refer people that I would indeed work with myself or that I had need. And I want them to understand that while my role is key in terms of identifying the house, getting them through the paperwork, making sure that they secure that home with clear title in the case of a buyer or in the case of a seller, uh, securing the most amount 
the best price possible for their home. Um, that I understand my role, but it's just one very modest piece of a bigger puzzle. Uh, it is more important that they cultivate the relationship with their lender than with me. Uh, they will spend a lot more in-depth time and conversation with their lenders about what, what can they afford? Where do they want to be? How can they best leverage you know, what they have in terms of resources? Um, will they get a good rate? Will they have to pay more? How much will they have to put down? Um, what perhaps uh, hardships they may have or maybe challenges as it relates to a credit score? Um, those, are, those are questions I can't answer. Well, the problem is I could, but that's not my lane. I mean, there's, there's, it's a definite ethics issue. Okay. I, I mean, as much as I, as much as I know, it makes me uh, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. I, I can give them the direction, but in the end, those are conversations. They have to treat their lender like their, their priest or their clergy and have those very unvarnished open conversations and they have to have them in earnest. And I want them to feel very comfortable in talking to me as much as they want, but I also want them to feel empowered and as in I know my place that I'm I'm in the I'm in the passenger seat you're driving I'll tell you what you need to know and I'll tell you what you need to do and then I'm going to empower you to go ahead and do that. And anyone who's been through the process of buying a home you know what it's like. I have had uh, <laughs> friends that have uh, been through I I have not had a bad experience uh, because I have a family member who is a realtor but had friends that had had some bad experiences. Uh, and that was because they felt like they were being pushed, pushed in one way or another by their realtor. And that is, you know, it's not the right way to do it. And uh, working with someone with, with great ethics and someone who, like you said, knows your place, knows your lane and what you're, what you're good at and what you need to pass off to somebody else. You don't, you don't need an expert in every field. You just need someone well-connected and someone who can give you those resources that they trust. And that is really what it's all about. Because I didn't understand, you know, what is the real benefit? And thank you for sharing that with us. So let's move on to dealing with Janet, okay? Uh, someone who is, maybe has been through this before, maybe got burned, or maybe it's their very first time. Maybe it's the first time they're, they're in, been in an apartment or, or they're about to go out on their own and they're looking for that right person. What's, what's it like dealing with you? I, one thing I always say about myself, at least in this process, is that I am cursed with honesty. I, again, will give you every deference, give you every bit of respect because you have retained my services, whether you are the seller and you're paying my commission or you are a buyer and you have just determined that you trust me to partner with you in the single biggest investment that the average person makes. And I will be unfailingly honest, uh, artfully honest, but honest. It, lowball offers in a seller's market need not apply. And I will set expectations on that basis. Uh, that's just a for instance. Um, I will not waste your time. I will, my average, the average amount of homes I show to this day for the last six years running, the average number of homes I show to a buyer before they identify the house they wanna buy is four. Wow. Seriously. The most, four. yes. The most I've ever shown a buyer is nine. So 
I don't waste people's time. That's impressive and incredibly low. <laughs> I yeah, know that. I, for a fact. I identify what my clients the need to, the need to haves versus the nice to haves. Um, I will throw them a curveball if it makes sense to. Um, I will. I don't believe in maxing somebody's budget if they do max out their budget or even exceed it according to what they tell me. I get very maternal. In the end, it's your next thirty years. But I want you to have the more you're willing to spend over and above what you tell me is your comfort zone, the more boxes I want to see you check. In the, in the end, that's up to you. And so I'm just very honest that way. And I think clients appreciate that. I, in the, in the marketing of a home or in terms of targeting uh, on a house hunt for a buyer, um, I just, I'm very careful to set expectations. Uh, I also want to know what their expectations are. I want to know what I'm walking into, assuming it's someone I don't know. And I want them to feel very, very comfortable about being honest with me about what it is they want, need, whatever. And I, in, in the short term, will go along to get along. I'll ask, it's important to stay in curiosity. Uh, if, I, if I can know, if I know right off that their expectations aren't necessarily in the realm of reality, um, I will find an artful way to say so, uh, but if they're right at the edge, uh, I will be very diplomatic and say, well, let's just see what's out there and, and here's where we are. And then let them arrive at the reality on, on their own rather than coming in on the front end and saying, you're crazy and here's why. I'm sure they appreciate that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, for for all those who have uh, dealt with Janet in the past, uh, <laughs> some things maybe she was thinking. No, no, no. I'm, I don't mean to stir the pot. It's not my place. <laughs> Thank you, though. That's and you know what? That's that's refreshing in all of business. Realty. I don't care who you are or where you are in business. I could deal with honesty. Don't uh, blow smoke and and give me all these promises that I, that I start to believe in when I, you can't deliver on it because I, I can't do, I don't know what to do with that. And that's, right. so that is, that's how you get to that for houses. Right. By exactly. honesty, setting realistic expectations. And, and listen, everyone, you're, you're, if you're looking for your next house, do you want it to go quick or do you want it to go slow? Do you want to go to house after house after house and walk into a house and go, this is nothing like what I want. Why am I here? Because uh, I've right. heard stories. <laughs> I've heard stories, you know. And, uh, and so this is why you need someone like Janet. Just that honesty, that honesty that who can sift through all the junk. And not just the junk, but keep you in, in line with really what you want so that there's no buyer's remorse. There's no, oh, I can only imagine, you know, you get into that house that is just amazing and checks off every dream box ever, but it's 30% above your budget. And in the, I'm sure in emotion, some people, they justify and they say, oh, okay, we can do it. We could. And then later on, it's like, why did we do that? Why did we do that? So having someone that can help you through that process, that's so critical. So ask the right questions to, uh, to any potential uh, realtor that you're dealing with. What do you like best about being a realtor? What do you like the best? Oh, goodness. I, that's an excellent question. I, I think there's, there's something incredibly humbling 
about once again, when a seller or a buyer would approach me and, and simply ask me to partner with them to either invest in or divest from their single biggest asset on average. Um, that's, that's pretty humbling. And, and it gives me joy that there is a certain regard that people have for me as a professional. And, and that's when I feel like I've really got to stand and deliver it just, just right from the jump. There is an incredible satisfaction when you've done your job. You, you got through the transaction. You did the job you were hired to do. Um, sometimes you do far better than you ever would have expected. And sometimes it's a matter of you survive, depending on what the circumstances were. And I have served all manner of people. I have sold to singles in their young 20s. I've sold in behalf of widows. I have sold in the face of divorce. I have sold estates. I have sold for strangers. I have sold for family. And I think the one thing that is good for me to remember that, that gives me joy is remembering that this isn't just business. People always talk about remaining professional because it's just business. There's no just when you're talking about these kind of numbers and these kind of implications if you get it wrong. The margin of error is a very small one in, in what I do, next to nil. Um, I didn't get my license in a Cracker Jack box. It is issued by the state of Ohio. And I have certain well-defined parameters that I must behave within. And I am expected and trained um, from the number one training company in the world to transact and deal with people in the course of my business at a very high level. So when I see that unfold and things are happening as they need to, and I remember that it is personal, ultimately, these people are trusting me with their dreams and or their disappointments, their euphoria after hardship or the profoundest loss. And I am still just a human being who happens to have a real estate license. And when people see that I am just that person who happens to be able to support them with my expertise, that's very gratifying. I, I, I'm at a loss for words right now. <laughs> this is the humility is amazing. Everyone has to put bread on the table. Everyone's got to make a living, but to do it in a way where you're const you are putting the others first. This is, uh, and everybody knows people in sales, people throughout other industries where they're in it for the buck. I believe, uh, hopefully you felt Janet's heart there as she described what is her favorite part about re being a realtor. And she talks about how people entrust her with, with that. That is, that is just amazing. So well done in, in uh, making me uh, pause <laughs> for, and try to find words there. That's, uh, that's, tough. that's a tough task, but uh, thank you. That, that is great. I love your transparency. I love your honesty, and it's just so refreshing. So as, as a realtor, I know there's people, we all buy homes at some point in our lives, when it, you know, the vast majority of us do. Some buy many, many homes over the course of years whether that is for personal use or for investing or anything like that. Uh, do you have any, any pro tips uh, from, a, from a realtor, any tips for the listeners that, that will really help them next time they're going to either buy or sell? That's an excellent question. Um, 
I'm going to just keep it very at the surface, whether you're a first-time buyer or a fifth-time buyer. If you are a buyer, make sure you can buy. Just because you can say that you can buy doesn't mean you can. Uh, you need to take a good long look at your finances. You need to speak with a loan officer. Um, or if you have certain financial leverage, uh, personal assets, where you can go out and pay cash, number one, call me. Number two, you'll want to be able to support that on um, personal asset letterhead, your bank letterhead. Um, you want to make sure your ducks lined up because there's a difference between buy, being a buyer and being a shopper. You can go and look all you like, but if you cannot tangibly demonstrate that you can buy, you're wasting your time. Not only so, you are wasting a potential seller's time. Maybe they live in their home and you're asking them to leave for an hour while you ooh and ah at their house, but you can't even make an offer. That's inefficient. It's disrespectful. And I have to carry a certain amount of insurance, uh, a substantial amount of insurance to do what I do. And it's rather unethical to support that kind of strategy. Um, think of it this way. You have a nagging pain. And it's nagging and nagging and nagging and you don't go to the doctor. Well, WebMD can only go so far. You think you're fine. It's just this nagging thing. WebMD is no substitute for a real MD. You need to know what's going on. You need your diagnosis so you can be evaluated and treated. It's the same with your financial health. You need to know exactly what you can spend or perhaps how high you can go if it's out of your comfort zone um, and what you should not be looking at. I do not show. Uh, any homes to any buyer that's over budget, you can look online. You can't buy it. You're not qualified. Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. So it's just very important to know exactly right down to the penny uh, what you want to spend versus how much you can. Uh, for sellers, I'm very, I'm very concerned because uh, sellers have been in command for most of the last five years and the prices have held for about the last six, meaning locally, year over year, um, sellers have been getting, on average, 97% of their asking price. In order to safeguard, to protect that, uh, what I encourage sellers to do is to get a pre-inspection on their homes, have a licensed professional come th through, and point out any deferred maintenance, any issue that the home might have that would require repair that would be found in an inspection following receiving a contract. I encourage them to do that because if they do that, it will cost them substantially less on the front end before they list. They can note that they would have to disclose that there was some, depending on the severity of the repair, they would have to disclose that there had been a problem and they would also disclose how they remedied that problem, but at least it's done. Rather than waiting for inspection, and being told that maybe your $5 washer on your faucet that's leaking, um, you wait until that inspection comes and they want a professional plumber to come in for $200 an hour and repair your $10, your $5 washer, rather than your buddy who's down the street who's handy who will do it for you know pizza and a six pack uh, who could come in and do it. So I encourage sellers to freshen up, button up, and do as much as you can on the front end um, before you list rather than have an inspector tell you what to need, what you need to do to get your house sold. 
Those are fantastic tips. Fantastic tips. It's all about protecting you. Everyone who's listening, it's all about protecting you so that there's no buyer's remorse and that you make the best possible decision, not just for your home, but for your life. That is powerful, powerful stuff. Take those to the bank. And like, we, and like she said, this isn't just business. This isn't just business. There's so much more here on the, on the line. So it's, it's, a, it's a big, big deal. Buying a home is a big deal. And you want to make sure you have the right person uh, that you could trust. So Janet, okay, as, as, we, as we put all this in a nice, nice package and uh, put a big red bow on the, on the chimney, <laughs> of this episode, <laughs> nice. as it were. For everyone that comes on the show, they have to make a special offer. So what is the special offer you have for the listeners? Okay, for the balance of 2020, when you list with me, if your home is valued under $150,000, all of my listings all carry home warranties. And if you list with me and your home is worth less or equal to $150,000, I will take, I will contribute $50 toward your home warranty that will safeguard you from the day you list up until one year after you close. It'll cover any issues you may have with your plumbing, your electrical, your appliances, your cooling, your heating. And if your home is valued over $150,000, I will encourage you to get a pre-inspection. And what will happen is once you have that pre-inspection and once your home's home sells, I will reimburse you for the cost of that pre-inspection up to $300. You will get that reimbursement at closing. It will save you a whole bunch of money on the front end if you do it because the bottom line is if you don't do the work, a home inspector will tell you you need to do the work. You will pay for it now or you will pay for it later. And if you take the initiative, you'll pay a lot less if you take care of it at the outset. Great offers. Oh, my gosh. I, I will put all the details into the show notes. But under $150,000, she's going to give you $50 towards your home warranty, which she automatically includes in the, in the deal. For anyone who's ever bought a home or is considering buying a home and think, ah, I don't need the war home warranty, get it, get it, get it, get it. That's something that when bought, we bought our first home, we got it. And within, I think, six months, our furnace died. And we had, we would have been looking at a, I think it was like a four or $5,000 uh, repair bill, but because we had the home warranty that cost pennies now in, in comparison, that was all covered. So that's exactly it. right. Get it. It's worth it. So she's going to give you $50 off that home warranty uh, and over $150,000. You're getting the pre-inspection to protect you, to protect you to, to, so that you don't have to worry about when that inspector comes through and finding all the little nickel and dime things that would have cost you nothing. Now are going to cost you a small fortune to get repaired and she's going to reimburse it for you. So that is just, I love that. I just love that because you're looking out for the, for the buyer. Even in your special offer, you're looking out for the buyer. I love that. So thank you. So, so everybody, if you're in the market, coming on the market, or just have some questions and you want the real deal, you want the straight news, reach out to Janet. She's going to give you exactly the right answers and help you get into the home that you need. So Janet, 
what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Okay, so full disclosure, Jim and I are Facebook friends. So you can look at, look for me on Facebook, Janet, J-A-N-E-T, Jarvis, J-A-R-V-I-S. Uh, if you know Jim, you'll find me through him or you can look for me online. You can email me at jejrealtor129 at gmail.com. Or you can call me directly at area code 216-401-1959. And don't be discouraged. Uh, I have sold homes all over Northern Ohio in eight counties. So even though my license is sitting in the Keller Williams in Strongsville, if you're an Eastsider, if you're near PA, if you're down in Stark County, if I have gas in my car, I can get there. And it would be my pleasure. Nice. And all of her contact information we will drop in the show notes. So if, you've, if you're listening to this podcast right now, just look on the podcast player, look for the notes button and all her information, including all the details on that, uh, on her special offer will be right there for you and reach out to Janet. Janet, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing with us. I learned a lot about finance. I learned a lot about, uh, really learned a lot about you and, and about your heart and and uh, your honesty and integrity in all, throughout this whole process. And I, I just love that. And uh, so thank you for sharing. Jim, it has been a pleasure. I, I appreciate the opportunity. And, and once again, thank you for coming from Contribution and lending your resources uh, to let small business have a voice. We need it now more than ever. And, and you've been so gracious. Thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh, I'm blushing. So <laughs> but thank you, Janet. And thank you everyone for listening in. And if you know a small business that would like to get in the spotlight, they'd like to get their voice heard, really tell people why they're special. Get over to our website at IWantTheSpotlight.com. That's IWantTheSpotlight.com. We love, love, love to uh, share your story with the world. And everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time right here in the Spotlight. Do you know an amazing small business that would like to share their story and be on the BizFire Business Spotlight podcast? Get over to IWantTheSpotlight.com and register today.